Hello, 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 and welcome to episode four. We're four episodes in. How crazy is that? I can't even believe it, but I'm so glad that you guys are listening, and I hope you're enjoying so far. This episode is super excited because today I was joined by two lovely ladies named Sierra and Alicia, and they both run Harry fan account. So if you know me through my Harry in One Direction related content, you're probably going to know these two because their accounts are two pretty popular accounts on Instagram, and I will make sure to link them in every description of this episode on every platform. Before we fully get into the episode, we didn't focus on the listening homework as much this episode as we have on other episodes, but if you still would like to listen to the listening homework, it is an album called The End of Comedy by an artist named Drug Dealer, and it was a really good album, so I highly recommend it. And the last thing before we get into the episode, I'm going to tell you the listening homework for next episode right now so that you don't have to wait until the end to find out. You can also just read the description if you don't want to listen. But the the album chosen by the next episode's guest is called Petals for Armor by Haley Williams. So if you'd like to continue to be a part of this uh, listening homework deal, listen to that album in the next two weeks and then we will discuss it with the next guest on the next episode. Anyway, that's all I have to say. So I hope you enjoy and I'll see you later. Hello and welcome to episode, this is going to be episode four um, featuring the lovelies, Alicia and Sierra, who I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm like very sure a lot of our followers are overlapping. So I feel like a lot of, um, a lot of people listening are going to, are going to recognize. But if you don't, these two have uh, Harry Stan accounts. Is that what you would call yourself? Like Stan accounts, fan accounts? on uh on instagram and i will i'm, I'm gonna link all socials and all um descriptions and everything and yeah but it's infinitely hairy and tokyo hairy right mm-hmm. well without the a but yes all right cool. the listening homework for this episode was an album chosen by alicia called the end of comedy yes mm-hmm. by yeah. drug dealer and Alicia, would you like to explain how you found out about this album or like what it means to you? A little background? Uh, um, you know how whenever you're like listening to a playlist or you're listening to like a track of songs on Spotify and it'll continue to like loop different songs after the fact and oh, it'll just play stuff that's like similar. Mm-hmm. So I was, I follow, I used to fall asleep to the same playlist every single night. Mm-hmm. And one of the songs that kept like every time I pretty much woke up to the same song and it was um, suddenly from that out al- from that album. And I was like, I like this song. It always woke me up, but I really liked it. And that so was, that was when I was going to say was my favorite that stood out to me when I was suddenly, mm-hmm. And the beginning, it's so, you know, it sounds like a New York-y type, like, city background. And it kind of just takes you, like, on this little journey. But I really like the play. I really like the album a lot, so. I really, really enjoyed it. Did you uh, give it a listen, Sierra? No, I did not. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so she basically failed her homework. Um, it's fine. It's all F. good. You have the, you have till the end of time to listen to this album. So it's all good. But one mm-hmm. thing I noticed, I, I like to listen to new music on, on walks because I take walks every day. There are some like albums or songs that are like great for walks. And then there are some that aren't. And I would say this definitely falls into the category of like, this is great. Like lots of um, instrumental sections and like 
uh like very right like just very city type like oh so cool I loved it a lot I'm really glad that you chose it it's like one of those songs that you could also like you could be on a subway Mm -hmm. pretending you're that you're like the main character in a coming of age movie that's the song that plays in the background 100 percent so very true I think yeah agree with that and uh Sierra do you have a um, an album that sort of jumps to the top of your head about like right now? Are you listening to anything or favorites of the all time? Um, I thought hard about this question mm-hmm. um, and I would have to say, um, and I mentioned this as well um, earlier when we were discussing what albums um, we were planning to talk about. Honestly, for me, it would be the the album that um, was released after Selena's death. It's Dreaming of You. I remember like being 16 and going to like trips because I would have to like take my aunt to like the hospital all the time. She was very sick. So I would play that song on repeat because um, she had some English songs and Spanish songs. And um, I love, I think I, I sometimes truly do think I love Spanish music more than English music to be honest incredible. I find myself yeah I found myself listening to Spanish music more than English music yeah so for me it would have to be that album um if not she has this album um that also I think was released after her death and it was a compilation of um her last concert that she had in Texas I think in Houston but that whole it's I think it's it's called like um Selena Live and it's literally just a compilation um you were both sort of telling me that you're not you're not as much album people as you are or maybe you are but not maybe like you listen to more singular songs or a few songs from each artist rather than like yes albums is that definitely yeah 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 yeah, I agree so if you if if I know this is a very broad question and it's like, I mean, it's almost impossible to answer, but like, as we're on the topic of like favorites, like, could you name a few favorite artists or maybe not albums, but like songs that have been standing out to you or any, like just things that have been on your mind musically? I can, I think. This is Alicia speaking, by the way. (laughs) You can probably tell. Anyways, my, my favorite song I think of all time is I Can't Tell You Why by Eagles. Like that's one of those songs where I can listen to it 20 times in a row and I would play it one more time, you know? (laughs) And um, (laughs) um, another, I mean, I have like a, I could probably like list like five or six songs that I would consider my favorite songs of all time. Like, I don't know the entire Toto discography. I love Toto. I don't know. That one, I can't tell you why. That's like, the, that's like number one. You'll have to come back around of for number maybe two and three, but that is definitely number one. That's so. awesome. I think like one of the things I was, I was thinking about with this, with music stuff, and I was, I had talked about this in other episodes, like how, um, people can have a really big superiority complex about music and like think that their tastes are better than others or like oh yes yeah yeah. and I feel like as you know like like it's it's a constant thing that you think about like are people judging me for what I listen to and one of the things I don't want this space to be is like a, a judgment zone and I hate I just absolutely hate when people have that sort of mentality I think that's my least favorite thing that comes with like just loving music so much yes do you agree with that Sarah 
Yes, I actually was just thinking, um, I think to judge someone and to make someone feel bad for their favorite album or song or artist is something that's such a horrible thing to judge someone on because it's something that legitimately brings someone so much joy. Exactly. And it's their moment of, you know, they can ignore everything on in the world and pretend that for like three minutes everything is okay in the world and in their lives I I think it's something I think that's the worst thing you could possibly judge someone on is something that brings them joy like a a music or an album right it's so unfair because like you can't really control what makes you happy you know you can't yes yeah and I think do you think as like I know you guys aren't as much One Direction fans as you are like Harry fans but um (laughs) Even. No, I girl, I, I, girl, I listen, I, no. <laughs> um, that, listen. Whenever One Direction was a thing, truly, I was a fan. I, I, I could, I could list every. I know you can't. I know Sierra. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thing, I could list every single song frontwards and backwards. I can sing every song off the top of my like. I know the lyrics. Like they're just in there. They're just of in course. my brain. Except for mm. "Save You Tonight." That's the worst <laughs> fucking song for One Direction. Every actually, other that is one of my favorite songs. I wait. hate it. Anyways, <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? No, wait, no, no. It's the other one. Uh, um, stole my heart, stole my heart. No, oh, that I was. Love, I, I love stole my heart. I love that song. I love that song. And save me tonight. That like didn't deserve to be on an album, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um no, I was thinking like, though, like as One Direction. Well, I guess One Direction fans is and and also Harry fans. Like Harry is so, you know, genuinely mainstream, and so was One Direction. I feel like that's a big thing that people like it's a stigma to like something that's super popular you've felt that sort of like like you know wanting to I mean I guess you both I don't know do you know what I'm trying to say like yes yeah 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 yeah, for sure I think maybe not so much Harry as One Direction because I feel like Harry I feel like he's less stigmatized if that makes sense like obviously One Direction was like a boy band and like it was five boys just like singing like boppy songs but like harry has kind of built this name for himself and you know he's almost become a household name so it's kind of different i definitely have had to defend one direction not so much harry but definitely in the past i've had to defend spending i don't know a thousand dollars on like a trip to see one direction on tour and it's like but you know, one day they'll understand because it's going to be like in sync one day, and I can say that I saw in sync on tour. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Sierra, you were talking on your story a little earlier. You had a bunch of vinyls out. What were those? Uh, you want you want to go into a uh, your collection? Yes. Um. So I a lot of these records that I have in my collection, um, I would go um I think they're they closed down last year uh, I think probably because of COVID you know um but it's this record store and I always talk about it um Omeba in Hollywood mm-hmm. and um they have one dollar vinyls five dollar <gasps> vinyls what I what I used to do um when they were open is I would go almost every weekend and I would find a Michael Jackson vinyl for five dollars and I'm like okay I'm I'm getting it and so and so yeah some of them I have some of my favorite ones are like Elton John and Queen I have some Rod Store on here um and I also have some movie soundtracks as well 
You um, are a big movie movie person. Yes, I oh, I love I probably I think I love movies just as much as music. Yeah, because um, I remember one of the reasons why I started to actually know you. I think this is one of the first times I actually talked to you was when you were giving me River Phoenix movie recommendations. And yes. I, <laughs> a River movie phase for like four straight days, like all I would watch for, yeah. Also, um, Alicia, you are a big playlist maker. How do you go about making those with so so diverse of a, a, a collection of songs? I really, I just, one, I really do enjoy making them, but then also a lot of the times I have like a theme in my head. So say I want to do a playlist about like, I don't know, cooking breakfast or it's something super random or something super obscure, like we're painting a single wall and then watching it dry. I don't know. <laughs> but if it's, it's something like that, but then I like, then after I do it, I just go through my song, like my library, and then I'm just clicking songs and adding them. So the reason why it may be super diversified, like super like all over the place is a lot to do with the fact that my music in general is just all over the place. Like you've got reggae, rap, there's like three country songs I may have saved on my phone. <laughs> and then like, you know, everything in between pop rock. And sometimes I like seek out certain sounds like if I know that there's certain artists that would fit the sound, like if I'm like, oh, I'm making, like, say I was making my cottagecore playlist. Okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to look up some grassy, like Ram, you know, by mm -hmm. Paul McCartney. That's a super grassy, folksy, nice album that reminds me of literally like lying in the grass. And yeah, that's basically how I'd make a playlist. I'm but. definitely going to make sure to link both of your, if you, if you're comfortable with this, both of your um, uh, music accounts so people can look at your different playlists if you have any. So um, earlier uh, in the week, I think Sierra, I think you brought it up. Um, and I actually thought this was really intriguing and I wanted to bring it up because I think it's very true to a lot of people that Harry maybe not fully influenced a, a different style of music that a lot of people took in, but like, there was um, an interview he did with Zane Lowe. And I remember I listened to that um, and then had copied the playlist down. And I like listened to that one playlist like for a, like a week straight. And it was like a sort of an opening into a new style that I had known about, but like not really delved into before. So would you two say, I think Sierra, you had brought up that you were saying that Harry had at least a little bit inspired a little like different music in your taste would you, would you oh know? for sure mm -hmm. um I'm gonna admit something and I think um, I think a couple of my close mutuals know about it I before Harry I had only heard of Lizzo I think through her song boys and oh. that was through the uh Booksmart soundtrack <laughs> um and so when he covered Juice I had never heard of Juice and now like Lizzo is like everyone that follows me knows like Lizzo is everything to me um yeah I mean also him Casey Musgraves is a really big one I remember hearing that Casey Musgraves was going to open up for him and I was like who I was like what and I remember like hearing her for the first time and you know I was in the pit and I go home and I listen to her album Golden Hour and I'm like wait no this is a really good album mm -hmm. and you know, Harry definitely, I feel like he definitely has influenced 
a lot of people to listen to Fleetwood Mac, Elton so John, you know, David Bowie. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I am. Um, you, you had told me, I think you said you were considering choosing the Casey Musgraves album or no I don't remember yes I was considering Casey Musgraves album Golden Hour because that's the one album I know left to write I know every single song I listen to and love Casey Musgraves because of Harry and there's nothing wrong with that either not at all so take it from here whoever's listening go listen to Casey Musgraves album if you haven't and if you have go listen to it again again yes it's my shower it's my shower album it's my cleaning room album I'm being so serious like I listen to that for it's such a now if you want to talk about a feel-good album that's that's golden hour (laughs) so So. true what about growing up did you guys um did you do you have any sort of like staple things that you would listen to growing up yeah well growing up you listen to a lot of the music for me at least there's a lot of the music that my parents listen to like Mm -hmm. um my parents I mean both my parents were born in this like late 60s and so it was a lot of music from like the 80s and the 90s all like you know like classics like music that everybody knows which is probably why I really like Toto and my mom was obsessed with Toto and Hall & Oates my dad was obsessed with like um just like random like R&B artists Prince Michael Jackson my dad was into those type of artists and so I feel like growing up those were the artists that I listened to a lot probably before and then obviously you know Cheetah Girls like come on like (laughs) Disney Channel Nickelodeon all that music too did any of it carry um as you got older did you keep like listening to any of those Yes, I definitely kept the music that like my parents listened to. I sometimes guilty pleasure listen to the Cheetah Girls soundtrack, only Cheetah Girls 2, because that's the best of all of the Cheetah Girl movies. But beyond that, <laughs> um, I think I did definitely, I definitely like adapted more so my dad's music taste than my mom's, but I listened to both of them a lot. Like it's definitely something I've taken with me. Cause you have you ever, did you hear that saying that was kind of like when you hear, music that came from like the 70s or 80s you don't think old songs like you just think of it as a song right but then when you hear music that came from like 2006 you're like this is such a throwback this is such an old song like I like you know what I mean like yeah it's it's I don't know it's different but no I understand it's like old from your life when mm-hmm. it's like, the, like early 2000s or something like oh that's mm-hmm. like, you know, from when I was younger but ones that are outside of your age, I guess it sort of transcends that that time. What about you, Sierra? My music uh, that I listened to growing up is slightly different because I um, literally only listened to music my mom would play in the car and CDs she would buy. And my mom's um, this older Hispanic woman and English isn't her strongest language. Um, so she would constantly play a lot of, um, Spanish music, a lot of, and I don't mean like nineties, you know, like Selena, Ricky, like, you know, like not, like not, it's like, I'm talking like old Hispanic, like Spanish music. I remember I would really yell at her in the car and I'd be like, I don't want to listen to Spanish music. I'm tired of this. I don't want to listen. I want to listen to English music. I want to listen to you know, it's on the radio. And I would actually get so upset with her. Um, and I can't imagine having a child, your own child, be mad at you for the music you listen to and love. 
And what's ironic is a lot of that music that she played when I was a child and I hated, I'm on Apple Music at 3 a.m. looking that same music up. It comes um, back around. Yep, it comes yep. back around. Like, I don't know. I think your parents also like, it's kind of like, ew, my parents listen to this song. Like, I don't want to listen to it, you know? And as you get older, you're kind of like, oh, thank you though for that. So yeah. it's mm-hmm. a certain level of maturity that you hit. I think that like when you're okay with listening to what your, uh, your, your parents listen to, I guess. Cause like, it all, I think it's as, right. It's like, as you grow up, you sort of appreciate it more I think I think when I think I feel like we can all agree that music brings so many people together and just like even with us three there was a musician that fate led us to lead to each other I mean and Mm -hmm. um I'm so glad that I can I can I have the opportunity to talk about this with you guys and like that this is how we know each other is through music I mean not maybe not directly but basically i mean that's how we know each other i mean i'm t- we're talking right now i i think that we yeah we should be very grateful and i don't think mm-hmm. i i don't think i think about that enough <laughs> I, I i literally would not know you any of you guys if it wasn't for harry so exactly. and and through his music and i know he's on his little actor era right now but like i know he's <laughs> gonna come back strong with something sometime and i'm 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 so excited to like share that with you guys but do you guys have any other like music related things you want to bring up before we uh um emma i would really like to know your favorite song of harry's because we we didn't really talk about harry's music much at all you know like what's your favorite song on fine line and then also self-titled because it's right. really important to me off of fine line, I would say, um, well, my top listened to song of, of 2020 was Canyon Moon. So I guess by that sort of like system ranking, I would say Canyon Moon, but um, other contenders, uh, Sunflower Volume 6. Um, and I've been really happy recently. So I like, I'm, I'm not thinking of like the, the sadder songs right now, but like, um, I love Adore You, Love Lights Up um yeah I'd say those maybe those are top four and then from HS1 I've always been a I've always been a ever since New York type of gal or like like Mm. like an only angel Mm. really I don't think he's released a bad song yet what about I respect your answer I respect your answer Um, (laughs) no for me my favorite song on the first album top three no, first album, it, I really only have one song that is truly my favorite on the first album. That's Meet Me in the Hallway. Ugh. Every other song kind of just follows follows a ranking, but my favorite, hands down, is Meet Me in the Hallway. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from Fine Line, my favorite song is Fine Line. But I think from a musicality standpoint, To Be So Lonely might even top that one. I think I like to be so lonely because of the music because of like the the music like the instrumental almost like the like all the extra you know and then and then with fine line fine line is just a beautiful like the lyrics are my favorite and then like the instrumental part at the end is like incredible and it just makes me so sad but like happy (laughs) and like just like gives me the whole thing of emotion so that it's those are the two that are tied for me um but yeah hey I mean I agree with you because I love all of them but yeah those are good choices 
Uh, my favorite from Fine Line, hands down, has to be Sunflower Volume 6. Yeah, that's, it's never gonna, um, like, it almost made me emotional. I was telling, uh, um, I'm gonna say your name wrong right now. I'm gonna say it wrong right now on the podcast. Al, <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I was telling her a couple months ago, I was actually so sad because I was listening to the song live and it was, um, it was on YouTube. It was when he was in London. I think he was in London. He was wearing that yellow. It was like that all yellow outfit. Basically he, I, I forgot what it was even like to hear the song live, even though I saw him at the forum and I was just like, Oh my gosh! The fact that we ha- we we weren't able to hear this on tour, and mm-hmm. I mean we st- I mean we who knows we still might, but it almost made me emotional. I don't know. I I think that song, I, I it definitely has to be the best one. I, I mean I'm waiting for Sunflower Volume Six to be a single because I know it would be a hit. But okay, it's the next single. Okay. It's the next single. It's the next manifesting single. It, manifesting it. it. Manifesting it right here. Right here on the podcast. <laughs> and what about from HS1, CR? You have any any favorites from HS1? Um, honestly, dude, I haven't even listened to that album in like <laughs> seven <laughs> months. Um, um, I even oh. Oh, is this, am I? Does this make me a bad fan? No, we don't have. Um, that. I mean, yes, yes, it does. <laughs> I think okay no uh uh Carolina is that the song is that the yeah. song okay oh wow I, okay. I wouldn't know I wouldn't know uh, no that one that one would have to be my favorite from the whole album um awesome well that's you know hey I love to hear people's opinions on stuff because I feel like it's a uh, people get scared to talk about their rankings I feel like sometimes like just for out of fear of uh of judgment but again judgment free zone here. Okay, well, in that case, Two Ghosts is definitely at the bottom. <laughs> it's at the bottom of the list. But still, a, still a good song. Because as you said before, he hasn't released a bad song. Yeah, honestly. But and I, I think that's so impressive. He definitely hasn't, no. Oh, yeah, I'm, I have a question for you. Oh, sure. Um, when you, first of all, two-in-one question. It's a two-in-one question. What, what made you really start listening to, like, Harry slash One Direction? Mm-hmm. And two, um, did you ever feel judged by anyone? Yeah, for starting to listen to Harry. Yeah, oh, like, or like for being late to it, or just for in general. Um, yeah, to being late for it, and also, um, yeah, I'm curious to know about that because I, I, I haven't really met a fan. I, I know last year was a really big year for Harry, though. Yeah. So I, and he gained a lot of fans last year. Well, okay. I started. Li- I listened to One Direction as a as a as a as like in middle school or like no elementary school, like when they were t- yeah. together. But I didn't have social media, so I didn't keep up with any. I didn't really know anything about them. I just knew their singles, and like I would hear from my friends who were like huge fans. But then I sort of forgot about it for years, and then in uh, twenty nineteen, I started listening again, and then um, around when. I know okay the one distinct memory I have from like actually realizing that Harry Styles was like doing his own thing was I heard sign of the times on the radio and I don't remember my opinion on it but I remember hearing it and then also years later I 
saw the lights up video when mm. yeah i was like oh my god this this dude is like he's kind of killing it and then he came to um and then fine line came out and i was listening to it as when it came out i i by that point i was a fan but i still wasn't like keeping up with stuff that much like uh i think i had followed your accounts like in february so it was like a couple months after whatever and then but he came to dc to do the tiny desk concert and i oh, live yeah. i live in dc so i remember the day that that happened i had a friend whose mom worked at npr uh, where it was being recorded and said she had pictures of him from it and like he was in dc like when i was at school and i remember crying and that was the first time i really remember being like oh my god i'm a huge fan so that was like really wow like a year ago oh. so then it sort of it sort of tumbled and fell and i i, I like d- dove in and then quarantine hit and I, I started posting about it and that was like the peak of my the peak of my but I think definitely there's, I mean, I, I felt sort of, I feel sort of like, I don't want to tell people that I'm newer, but I, I got over that because seriously, if, if anyone's going to uh, belittle you for the length of time you've been a fan, I think that that's really unfair because a fan is a fan, if a supporter is a supporter. If you're a true supporter, if you truly uh, like respect and support the person that you're a fan of, I think that that means more than any length of time that you've been a fan for. And yeah. a question that I had for you two actually on this topic is how do you have the motivation to keep up your accounts for years oh. or like months on it? Cause I had my, I had mine for so eight months and then I, and I don't post on TikTok anymore and I'm still here. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a part of the like, fan page community anymore I guess like I don't have like a, a fan account but how do you guys keep it up um well it's it's tough <laughs> um I think the only reason why I've kept it up is honestly because of the people who follow me genuinely like the it's like a tiny little family like a tiny little community of people that I genuinely adore and so it's really hard for me to go away from them like every other aspect of stan twitter fan pages whatever stan instagram whatever i could easily leave um because a lot of it does feel like a nuisance sometimes but it's because of you know the people like i i i love the people who i've been so fortunate enough to like know just like every single person like they're so sweet they're so kind it's and it's on it's honestly great just to know that they all came to my page and decided to stay and then we can all just like love Harry together and like a little bubble like a little community of just like Harry lovers and we can just they're just I just I can't I can't speak highly enough of them so that is the only reason genuinely the only reason why I've stayed like every other for me personally me but um you know obviously I like talking about Harry and everything he's cool or whatever but like um it extends beyond that it's it's become more than that yeah for sure like I just happen to be around like the greatest people ever so that's what that's what makes it worth it for me personally but I don't know Sierra what do you think I've I've there's been many times where I have felt like kind of taking a break from my Instagram um and like I just couldn't keep up with it really 
but I think the main reason what motivates me um, to keep my account and, and, and keep going is um, honestly, all the opportunities I've gotten through the account, all the people I've met, like just you guys right now on the phone, I think uh, like, you know, it's also again, the people as well. And um, I just, I can't imagine not having this account basically. I think my life would be so sad and boring and everyone's super positive for the most part. It's the same thing for me. That's so cool. I, I, I love, I love the, well, for the most part, I'd say I love the community that comes from like being a fan of things. And that's something again, like it's beyond Harry too, but it's for everything. Being a fan is so rewarding and so much fun and so like um joyful i think that like being able to share love for something or someone and share it with like a a group of people i think it's so cool so it's it's awesome and i'm so glad to have met you guys um i think that that's gonna wrap it up for us unless you have any last last comments thank you so much for agreeing to be on with me and I'm so glad that we made this work out. And thank you for asking us. Of course. I love that. I'm so glad you guys are my, my second guests. I feel like it's, it's only fitting that you guys are some of the first people to be on. But yeah. Um, thank you. Emma, be- before we go, I just want to ask you, do you feel like, I know you've, we've only, you've only done two episodes, I think, so far, right? No, two podcasts. Yeah. Um, do you feel, though, that this has been therapeutic at all? Yeah, definitely. I, I, um, yeah, 100% because I love music so much and I wanted to keep, uh, talking about stuff that I love, but on a diff in a different way. Like I had TikTok for a while, but I think this is a, I'm really glad I I'm going through with this idea because it's really been, it's, it's really nice. And I love hearing about music from other people too. I just, I, I could listen I, I could sit here and t- talk with you guys for literally hours about every single song you've ever listened to. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it is. It's been really. It's yeah. Really- Cause I was going to think that's, this is a really fun, like every what, two weeks or so you like sit down with like really cool people and like your friends and mutuals. Like that sounds really, it sounds very therapeutic if I'm honest. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed and We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please let me know what you think. I hope it was enjoyable. And I will see you in two weeks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Much love and many thanks. All right. Bye-bye.